0: Welcome to Effectively Wild, the daily podcast from baseball prospectus. I'm Sam Miller in Long Beach, California with Ben Lindbergh in New York, New York. Ben, how are you? Good.
1: Thank you. How are you? Good. Mm-hmm.
0: Did it rain where you were?
1: Uh, nope. Not at all. Me neither. Did it rain in Detroit extensively after the rainout? Because it didn't rain at all before the rainout, and then I stopped paying attention to the weather in Detroit.
0: So you think that the rain out helps the Tigers, so maybe it's a conspiracy, is that right? (laughs) Uh,
1: I think the first part is true. I wouldn't go so far as to say it's a conspiracy, Um, but I I do think it helps the Tigers. I mean, not that the Yankees had or have much of a chance in this series anyway, but uh, it does hurt them in that if there hadn't been a rain out and they had managed to extend the series to a seventh game, they would have had CC Sabathia on short rest, which, as we discussed uh, recently, he does not seem to be affected much by starting on short rest. Uh, So as it is, he will only be able to start once on full rest, and then they will have to cobble together that seventh game somehow if they get there. Um, Of course, they would be thrilled to get there and have to figure out what to do, but... It would be they'd have to choose either to, to go with Hughes if he's healthy enough or if he's not to disable him and activate Ivanova, in which case they'd lose Hughes for the World Series. Uh, or they could start David Phelps or they could go with some sort of all bullpen arrangement. But either way... You're it's...
0: missing you're missing the obvious solution. Uh, what's that? Shorter rest. Sabathia? Yeah, just shorter they... and shorter
1: and shorter. <laughs> they ruled that out. Um,
0: Did they really? Wow, yeah. I didn't even...
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe he could pitch out of the bullpen or something, but he's not starting. Um, so that hurts them. And, of course, there would be no days off, uh, I guess, for the rest of this series. So you won't be able to go that heavy on your bullpen. Uh, it gives Phil Coke an extra day off. He was... Uh, theoretically available, but had worked a lot the last couple days. Not that Phil Coke is some sort of uh, great October weapon that we have to worry about that much. but
0: Proven, proven closer.
1: Yes, well, now he is. Um, but anyway, it, it changes the series a little bit in that sense. But uh, if they lose one of the next few games, then it probably won't have made much of a difference at all. But I am curious about what the actual precipitation was in detroit because they did call the game without any sign of rain except the radar
0: um well i don't uh want to talk about that anymore okay um so the actual baseball that was played was in st louis uh where the giants uh lost and the cardinals won and so now it is two games to one um and One of the things that I think a lot of Americans are learning this October is just how bad Hunter Pence looks when he plays baseball. (laughs) Um, And it is sort of amazing to me that somebody found him. And I wonder if he looks this bad when he's playing well. I mean, I've obviously seen him play well, but I've never followed him all that closely uh, until this year. And I'm trying to figure out whether his (laughs) – whether the uh the impression that you get watching him is a reflection of him being really in a bad slump or whether this is how he looks when he's going well as well i mean i know he's physically kind of awkward always but he looks so i mean he really looks like um i i don't even know i don't have a metaphor ready for you do you have a metaphor can you come up with an analogy well
1: in what sense are you saying that he looks bad
0: yeah. Well, he 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 swings as though he is um, perhaps blind, <laughs> um, and that somebody is calling out to him, "Swing now!" <laughs> uh, he he throws uh, with this really weird kind of elbowy hitch, kind of a thing mm-hmm. that you would think would be uh, trained out of him by now, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess those are the main things. He also has no, I mean, he, he doesn't really have any kind of sense of the strike zone. It doesn't appear. He, um, he swings at almost everything and he doesn't seem to do much better when the ball is in the middle of the strike zone and it is hanging there, but that's probably just the slump, but there's just sort of a general awkwardness. He's got a kind of a weird swing. He kind of runs a bit weird and he throws a bit weird. So he does all these things that are a bit weird. And so when he's doing poorly, you look at him and go, "Come on, you know, what, what are you? Why are you running like that?" But <laughs> well, it leads to uh, a lot
1: of gifs and a lot of interesting lot still of... pictures that people yes, tweet and post. Does.
0: He's actually, you know, it's funny too because if you if you, he's kind of handsome
1: <laughs>
0: when he's when he's when not
1: he's, in motion. <laughs> when he's
0: not in motion, he's a he's a handsome enough guy. He kind of looks like um like kind of a mix of uh, Jake Busey and, and Barry Pepper. So not, I mean, not, he's not like the handsomest, mm-hmm. but I'd say he's above the median in this series. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I went back to, um, I just briefly before this went back and looked at what we wrote about Hunter Pence, um, prospect. And, um, there was a, it does seem like that. I mean, I, I don't know. This is four minutes of research, so I, I might be wrong, but it does seem like there is, um, kind of a, uh, that he was a sort of a. Uh, proto stats versus scouts dilemma. And both, I think both liked him a bit, but the scouts couldn't quite get on board with him. And uh, it was his performance that pushed him up the system. He was a second round pick, so it's not like he was overlooked, but, um, we, uh, some of the phrases that we use scouts don't like his hitting mechanics. Uh, he <laughs> quote, has a long swing that won't work at upper levels. Uh, he has a semblance of strike zone judgment, um he has an arm that isn't quite good enough for right field um he's destined for left field and a c-ball hit ball approach that withers against good breaking pitches and in 2006 before the 2006 season nate silver wrote about uh him in his "Pacota does prospects thing you know mm-hmm. remember that? what was Pacoda that called takes on the prospects there you go so uh I don't know the backstory of this, but this is what this is what he actually wrote. He said, "I used Hunter Pence as my whipping boy in the Pacota essay in this year's book, so I won't pick on him too much more here." Suffice to say that his initial ranking, he rated as something like the tenth best prospect in baseball under the old version of Pacota, was one of the things that prompted us to investigate and eventually implement the minor league levels adjustment. Um, which is kind of interesting because pence that year was not on baseball america's top 100 at all so if you came up with him as the 10th best prospect in baseball yes you would think there was something wrong with it mm-hmm. the next year though he was in um B- uh, baseball america's top 50 i think he was something like 38th and he probably actually did turn out to be one of the 10 best players in that year's class i mean he is a very good ball player i mean mm-hmm. it's, he's in a horrible horrible state right now and um he's Uh, you can't imagine him ever looking worse than this, but he's a, you know, he's something pretty close to a star. Um, So he, uh, performance really did play.
1: Yeah. When he was an Astro, I think I called him the worst best player on a team. Um, I mean, he was the best player on the Astros, but probably the worst of any best player on any other team you could name at the time, possibly, Mm -hmm. Um, but a pretty good player. And, I guess it's just that uh, scouts tend to make judgments about players based on other players they've seen in the past, which makes sense. Um, and so when you have players who look different in some way, whether it's uh, physically they're shorter or they're fatter or whatever it is, or or they're spastic like Hunter Pence, um there's some extra suspicion, I guess, and you just kind of have to prove yourself by continuing to hit and continuing to force your way up the ladder looking like a fool.
0: And and I actually don't want to, I mean, th- this is actually, um, from my perspective, uh, it's actually co- sort of a coup for the scouts who did see him. I mean, the, the fact that he was rated a prospect, the fact that he was drafted in the second round um, actually speaks pretty highly of the scouting process because you wouldn't look at him um in a brief glimpse and i wouldn't i mean i certainly would not see a ball player in that in that package he's got the, the fact high socks that he he does have high i don't socks. know
1: if he always did but if he did that's certainly a point in his favor
0: the fact that scouts were able to look at him though and and really see a, a very good athlete and a very good ball player despite the unconventionality um i think is uh, speaks very highly um of the process and and the fact is that pence despite looking spastic, uh, did not slip through the cracks at all he was drafted he was developed and he became something close to a star so um yeah so now that, i guess the question is do, if this is in in coupled with his bad second half i mean he was a he's arbitration eligible nobody ever would have thought that he was a non-tender candidate um this offseason i wonder if he is now i wonder if if he's, uh, if he's a guy who the Giants will want to pay $12 million after watching this in the postseason. uh uh-huh.
1: So he's making over 10 this year, it looks like. So yeah. Hmm. Super two.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he could, I mean, it could be 14, it could be 15.
1: Uh, that would be, I guess, a lot to pay for Hunter Pence, even when he's looking better.
0: Well, it wouldn't have been a lot in two thousand ten and two thousand eleven. I mean, he was clearly worth mm-hmm. fourteen million in those two years. I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know, said we know. had you said you had nothing to talk about, and we just talked about Hunter Pence for several minutes. <laughs> You're a podcast hustler.
0: So I uh, I got a bit more response to the why people hate Cardinals. Oh, good. Uh, discussion, mm-hmm. and the response was from people who hate the Cardinals, <laughs> um, and. I have to say that I got I got sort of a lot of reasons thrown at me. None of them convinced me. They all – well, I'll conclude at the, at the conclusion. But some of the things that people said to me, one is uh, Fernando Vina, <laughs> 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 which is tremendous. Uh, of idea that, studio work. The idea that America as a whole is still holding <laughs> to a Fernando Vina, <laughs> Fernando Vina. <laughs> grudge. Also um, – Jose Oquendo. Um this was, I think, in reference to the brawl that he was in with the Giants in 1987, uh, the best fans in baseball tag, uh, when mm-hmm. I'm quoting some things, when pretty much every fan base has the same amount of great fans and awful fans, mm-hmm. uh, I actually have to say that I don't, I think that, that it's, it's always dangerous and probably unhelpful to lump fans together um, as though they have some sort of significant character um apart from other fans and so i i do i could see uh, being bored of the uh, the idea that the cardinals somehow are the best fans yes, in baseball that makes sense. but i also know that i know three cardinals fans on twitter and they are probably the three nicest people i follow <laughs> and well, uh, so yeah they are they're good they're good folk mm-hmm. um so uh joe buck and tim mccarver both mm-hmm. from a cardinals origin uh, the machine that turns out um, that turns mediocre twenty-five-year-old AAA players into mm-hmm. stars mm-hmm. in the majors, which is exactly my point. Actually, I mean that's the sort of thing that every uh, that, that you would totally cheer on and celebrate in any other organization, mm-hmm. and it's it's held, the my I mean that's my point is why is it held against the Cardinals when I don't think it would be held against. The, you know, the Twins or the Marlins or any other team. It just seems like an ex post facto kind of a uh, conclusion. Um, people are sick of the Cardinals, which I don't really accept because... Yeah, we had
1: a few comments on our podcast blog post that basically I think said it was because they win a lot and people are tired of it.
0: Mm-hmm. They do win a lot, but it's not as though... I mean, again, I think I, think I said this... In the last, or maybe I didn't say it in the last podcast, but they're not—they haven't been in the postseason 14 years in a row. Mm-hmm. They—I mean, they're—they're they're a good team, but do you see them that much more than you see the Phillies? Uh, they've been in the playoffs, I think, as much as the Rays in the last five years. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: not a crazy high payroll team. Not like they're just buying their way to it every year. I mean,
0: no, it yeah. doesn't seem that way. Um, Pujols, Larusa, mm-hmm. stink. I, I mean, I th- I think it comes down to so That's my conclusion. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: I'm also told that I didn't realize this, but I'm also told that people hate Matt Holiday because he never touched the plate.
1: Well, I mean, I I guess I know some people hate him for that. I didn't oh know it was gosh, a general it's, thing.
0: It's so perilous to be a baseball player. <laughs> you just have to, you just you're dancing through possible controversies controversies for 20 years do you and uh, do you hold they stick to you do you hold any
1: grudges or do you have any sort of negative emotional feelings about any particular players i mean i i honestly can't think of i I mean Uh, when i was a kid and i was more of a a rooting fan i guess i resented rivals um but now i don't know i don't, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head that I find distasteful really or or root against or want to see fail or I don't know. Who are you – Who? what players are like that for you, if any?
0: Um, well, nobody really comes up except um, uh, A.J. Pruszynski, but yeah. not really for an on-the-field thing. I mean, to me, that I, he, uh, I, I was a Giants fan who – hated him for many many reasons (laughs) and partly because of what he cost partly because of the story of him punching his trainer in the (laughs) groin as an act of uh, for some reason retribution Mm -hmm. Um, and so I guess AJ is a guy who I generally root against and probably that's how he likes it I don't know that there's anybody I hate for kind of or root against for baseball reasons or on the field reasons or anything like that I like I always found it really odd that people bring up um, the time arod slapped the the was it Bronson arroyos glove yeah. mm-hmm. I mean to me that was such a strange strange thing to hold against a guy I mean it's not like it's not like there was some sort of secret conspiracy to knock the ball out of his glove. I mean, he tried to do it. It was in view of everybody, and the umpire was able to call him out anyway. Yeah. So it wasn't like he cheated or anything. Right. He just tried to do a thing. I thought the
1: same thing about uh, when Arad shouted, ha, as he yeah. rounded third base. That I mean, I was okay with that. That seemed like a smart thing to do if it works.
0: It does seem like a smart thing to do. And from from a teammate, like I could see his teammate, or his uh, his opponents, I should say, saying that's bush league Mm -hmm. and and holding it against him but as a fan i don't care about bush league at all and i i i sort of celebrate when guys will sort of try to come up i mean look when i was a kid when i was nine and i was in the crowd and a pop-up went up in the air and the opposing team was going to catch it Mm -hmm. i shouted hard. of
1: course everyone does that yeah
0: so why wouldn't a rod (laughs) i mean it's not look it's it's not like the most um like, he doesn't come off looking like a real cool dude, <laughs> but it's also not, like, villainy. No. I mean, I guess that maybe you could find villainy if you want about A-Rod. And certainly, I mean, I, have, I well. have a hard time with guys who have DUIs, mm-hmm. especially multiple DUIs. And right. I have a hard, really hard time with guys who have domestic violence. Yes. But as far as the kind of touching the plate stuff, I don't really mind anything like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we can promote greater tolerance Play.
0: Certainly for Matt Holiday. I mean, <laughs> what was he supposed to do? He tried to touch the plate.
1: Well, I guess people can be mad at him for the slide now if they need to justify their hatred because of the the not touching the plate.
0: Yeah, it's interesting how he's managed to, uh, to really... Um, kind of rehabilitate himself in the last two days since that slide. The fox has caught him multiple times, kind of making amends with the Giants. There hasn't really been any retribution. It, it doesn't seem like there's going to be at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so he um, he ended up coming out of that kind of looking okay. I think that uh, now it just looks like he slid too late and he feels really bad about it mm-hmm. instead of he was trying to be a jerk. Mm-hmm. But maybe he was trying to be a jerk. Maybe this is all part of the plan.
1: He's fooled us all.
0: All right. Well, there's going to be a couple of games today, so we'll be back tomorrow.
1: Yeah. We've uh, we've kept this thing going long enough to call it an episode.
0: Okay. All right.